You balance a 16-foot ladder on yeah. where? On your face? In my hand? In your on hand. On my face, the biggest thing I bounced was a 12-foot ladder. A 16-foot ladder is a little bit too oh. much weight for my chin right now. Yeah, but 16 was too much, so you had to go for the 12-foot ladder. For the 12? I understand. Totally know where that come from, but where coming from. We do a lot of other things than just balance, baby. We really? flip in the air. You flip in the air. We have crazy orgies. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. And we live like rock stars. As I always say in my episodes, first and foremost, if you're listening, thank you so much. Right now, I'm in an early phase in my podcast journey where I try and learn in public. Uh, you know, as always, there's a feedback form down below. Uh, to those few of you that tune in very regularly as I've met in person, love you. Love you a lot. Thank you so much for the nice words that you said. But otherwise, yeah, um, just give me some feedback and tell me if you want to hear more episodes like this. But yeah, let's get into it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Lives of the Party. It's your host, Sheldon Gannell here. And we have a quite a show today. We've got two people here. One of them a returning guest, another one a new guest. I'll go with my returning guest, Trevor. How are you, Trevor? I, uh, I'm not doing too bad. Um, yeah, this is my second time on the Lives of the Party Jalen Gunnell podcast. Yeah, uh, it wasn't called Lives of the Party when we started. It was just called the Jalen Gunnell Show first yeah. time. Um, but yeah, my first appearance was also the first episode ever. Um, and uh, it was an absolute train wreck. But uh, you no, know, no, don't worry. We're going to continue that with this episode. Absolutely. Today. Yeah, I've learned a lot since then. You know, I <laughs> talked about some interesting topics last time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here we are again. And, you know, this time I'm happy to introduce uh, my cousin over here. Yeah. You know, oh, my a- God. Uh, you introduce yourself first. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's Max Weiss, the one and only professional circus performer. Um, circus, not sex performer, right? Uh, we do both. Oh, sick. Uh, circus only fans. It's quite a, quite a show. But um, I'm glad to be here. First podcast. Um, we have a couple of different circus people to do podcasts, but this is my first one. Yeah. I'm going to spill a lot of beans about the circus industry. Of and, course. Uh, it should be fun. Yeah. I mean, so I just want to say, Trevor, uh, the reason why, I mean, I mean, you can tell the audience, I have for a very long time wanted to meet your cousin right here because not only have I seen... I mean, guys, I'll, I'll I'll see on Trevor's Snapchat stories, this guy will just take inanimate objects and just balance them on his chin, on his nose, right? I mean, what's well, what's the largest thing you ever bounced, balanced? Oh, it's getting a little racy. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing I've ever balanced was probably a um, 16-foot ladder. You balanced a 16-foot ladder on yeah. where? On your face? In my hand, in your on hand. my face, the biggest thing I bounced was a 12-foot ladder. A 16-foot ladder is a little bit too oh. much weight for my chin right now. Yeah, but 16 was too much, so you had to go for the 12-foot ladder. For the 12. I understand. Totally know where that come from, but where coming from. We do a lot of other things than just balance, baby. We really? flip in the air. You flip in the air. We have crazy orgies. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. And we live like rock stars. You live like rock stars. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> guys, we've been talking a little bit before this started. Dude, I just... I mean, how old are you? I am uh, 22. Yeah. Uh, he's my age. And he's Trevor's age. You know, it's crazy to me how now we're at the age where people's lives are, have gone in such different trajectories. It's, I don't know, to me, it's, it's still insane how people can be 
living the lives that they do, you know, right? Like you have people in Hollywood, right? Lil Nas X was making Industry Baby at 22, right? Uh, I'm doing this podcast and you doing flips in the air in a trapeze and bouncing stuff on your head and getting in a clown car and... And making less money than uh, McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the circus is not a... Uh, well, it's weird. It's a good paying job. We just don't yeah. work that much. So, <laughs> Okay, so you, you got to tell me, or you, you got to tell us, uh, what's it like being in the circus? Like, what do you, like, what's your day-to-day? Or is, is, is no day the same? Oh, man. Every day is pretty much similar. Um, it's the same routine, you know, set up, tear down, yeah. work, perform, you know, make the audience happy. Yeah, yeah. Keep the morale going. We always party. Um, day to day, though, we usually wake up, we start the day with a joint or two. Uh, we'll play video games, practice. Practice. It's a really easy lifestyle. Yeah. When we're not uh, when we're not off. When we're off, man. Oh, shit. When we're off. You know, okay, so... I actually want to talk about the specific circus that you're in. You told me that this circus has been around for, what, 350 years? Yes. The The show I'm on is called... And it's been around since 1690. So it's one of the oldest circus still performing to this day. Jesus Christ. And it's still got some of the original family members on Jesus the show. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're telling me 300 years of people in the circus. It is like seven generations Jesus. of circus performers. So they're, they're 300 years old, the people that you're referring to? Some of them. Wow. 300 years old. They look They look it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why they're in the circus, right? Like, what, like, in the circus, you have what, you have, like, what, really, like, uh, like ugly people, right? Because, like, cause like that, 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 that's, that's a the freak shtick. show. That's, that's the a freak shtick. show. Yeah, the freak show, you know? And you have all really old people. <laughs> We've, uh, we steered away from this freak show as of later years. Like, modern times, it's, uh, uh-huh. it's more of like a, I don't even know. We have really good looking people. Depends on what show you're on. There's a show that's dedicated for ugly people. Yeah. They still do those. It's called, oh man, I know. I don't know if I should say it. It's called Justin Loomis. And this show is notorious for having the the (laughs) ugliest and the fattest showgirls. And it's impeccable. But you shouldn't discriminate because those girls can perform better than these ones that are skinny and they look good, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's besides the point. On our, we ain't, we don't even have showgirls on our show, so it's a it's a dry season. So like, so like, what do you do then? Like, I mean, what's your show about? Can can, can you describe that? Like, I'm, I'm guessing there aren't really animals in the show. Um, no, we have animals. We have uh, tigers, elephants, um, horses, camels. Yeah, we have everything pretty much. Nothing's really changed. The show has no theme. It's just uh-huh. standard circus, so you'll just see a bunch of acts. We have a ringmaster who announced the whole show. Yeah. Go through the yeah. uh-huh. what's going on. It's it's kind of a, a chaotic yeah. spectacle. So what do you do? Um I do flying trapeze is like one of my main acts. Uh-huh. Um I could balance absolutely anything on my chin yeah. from a shopping cart to a ladder. I also do straps. Um it's this aerial act where I go up and I just contort my body on straps in the air. Uh-huh. And I can do pretty much anything else you want me to do if you're going to pay me. Russian swing. Russian swing. I'll shoot out of a <clears throat> cannon. I'll be a clown. Anything for the circus. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd, I'd like to say that, uh, so for me, like, obviously I'm not in the circus, but, um, you know, Max's dad, who's my uncle, um, it was in Ringling Brothers Barnum Bailey Circus, Circus Vargas, 
Um, and so I grew up watching him in the circus and his mom and even Max and, you know, Max's siblings and, um, you know, it, they've been a, a circus family. And so I grew up watching, watching all of them. And, um, I see so much of my uncle John in, uh, in Max when he performs. There's just a, there's like a natural performer, um, uh, mentality or, um, cadence. I, I, I don't know what the, I guess the word I'm looking for is, but, um, when Max performs, he just reminds me so much of his dad. He's just very natural at it. So that's very why natural. like, I truly do believe you could give him any act and he'll figure it out. And like, especially ones that has to do with interacting with the crowd and, you know, you just watch him perform. He's just so natural with, yeah. uh, getting like an audience interested and, uh-huh. you know, excited to see the show. Right. And how do you do that? How do you interact with the crowd? Um, well, it's really tough to like gather all their attention and really put it on one thing is, is, uh, a very difficult thing to accomplish. You have to be, um, a couple different emotions when you're in the ring. You have to be cocky. Okay. But charismatic. Cocky, but charismatic. You know, you can't come off too cocky cause then nobody's going to clap. They're going to be like, Oh, he thinks he's a hot shot, you know? But you have to have some level of like, you know, you see me, you see what I do. Yeah. Give me give me a little praise. Right. Um, but it's just, you know, you got to understand that people come to see your show to get out of the world that they're in. You know, they might have, be having a yeah. shitty day or, you know, something may not be going right for them. But they'll come and see our show and they'll forget about whatever's going on in their life. Can you demonstrate? Can you give a, yeah, can you demonstrate? how you would speak to the crowd and how you would get them going. I just, I want to add something really quick to, to the last thing you said, because I think it's also important to remember and realize that like, while he mentioned that people are like escaping their lives to go see a circus and, you know, he's trying to impress them and make them happy. It's also important to remember that like the performers also have their own lives. And, you know, like I, I know that like sometimes Max has bad days and he still has to go out and perform every time and put on that smile and, you know, like that's, that's also like, it's tough, you know, like, yeah. I think that's something that, you know, um, the circus sounds like super cool and fun and everything. And then there's, you know, there's also things to think about like that, where even if he's having a bad day, he has to go out and make a crowd happy and look yeah. like he's having a great time when maybe like he's not, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, the, the smile, man, as soon as the curtain opens, it's crazy how you could put on this act. Cause I've had some really low days when I'm in the circus, you know? Yeah. A lot of times it doesn't go right, you know, and, and you fall on hard times like everybody does. Yeah. But we don't we don't have that uh, pleasure of sulking in our misery, you know, because we yeah. have to go out there. We can't look how we feel. Mm-hmm. So you have to put on this act. And it's very, you know, it's very therapeutic. It helps you a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Is it uh, when you go out and like you put on a smile and then you say whatever you do, is it like autopilot to you because it's the same thing or do you change it up? I mean, like you say that when you are having bad days at the circus, right? You have to go out and you can't like be sad. Like, how do you do that? There's definitely a little bit of autopilot that goes on with it because um, a little little secret for the for the viewers Half of the time, I'm absolutely blazed out of my mind <laughs> when I'm doing this stuff. And it's incredible how I don't get caught. It's so impressive. 
It's so impressive. So there is a, a bit of autopilot. You go out there, you know, it's not hard. It's like, uh, what can I, so you guys have an idea, like, I don't know, retail shopping, you know, when you want somebody to buy something from your store, you know, you act nice to them. Oh, this looks great on you. You know, you bullshit them a little bit. Like I sell lemonade. <laughs> I'll tell them I, I squeezed this shit fresh today. It, it's the powder lemonade. I just mixed it. Best lemonade in the fair. Best lemonade in the fair. Come on down. Get your $10 lemonade. $2 refill. I don't even know how I convinced myself to say this. Like, it's, but it's autopilot. I don't even, it's like breathing, you know? It's like breathing. Yeah, it's. Goddamn. Yeah, and I don't know how I block off those emotions when you get in the ring. Cause sometimes, man, you'll be, you'll be in little tears backstage, you know, cause something's like catastrophic in your life. Yeah. Man, those, that curtain opens and that adrenaline hits like jumping out of a plane. It's like, forget about what the fuck I'm feeling. These people paid to see me. Yeah. You're saying the adrenaline. Does it ever go away? Do you ever, like, are there ever shows where even though there's a bunch of people, you just don't really feel the adrenaline and it's just a normal show? Or it's always there? There's definitely shows where it's lacking more than others, but I'm the I'm the adrenaline guy. When the yeah. shows are going lame, I'll I'll pick it up. Yeah, I'll yeah. make sure everybody's on edge with me. If they're working with me or if they're watching mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. they're definitely like, oh shit, what's gonna happen today? Because mm-hmm. Max might kill himself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where that's where I think Max exhibits a lot of qualities of of his dad. Because uh, our my uncle John was an exceptional performer. Like he yeah. he was always just the person. You know, he was. Uh, I don't know if they'd call it the ringmaster or he was the host of the show in, in Circus Vargas. And, you know, he was the guy and he was just incredible at everything he did. And he was the center of attention. And he was the same yeah. way where he would get the crowd going. And, and no matter what, like everyone loved him. Mm-hmm. And so that's I think Max is the same exact way. Like I, when I've I've seen at this point. I mean, recently I, I hadn't seen his show for a while. I'd really only seen one, but recently he was in New York, and I was able to see so many of his shows. And you know, I can really just tell how much he stands out over the other performers. Yeah. You know, he just he had he just has that like special thing that you just like you can't yeah. teach it. You know, it's, it's yeah. just like a natural quality of, of a person. Um, and yeah. you know, it definitely I, I see it definitely comes comes from his dad. Wow. You know, I want to go. Back to what was mentioned before, because, you know, there's this theme I've heard about, you know, as much as you may be, you know, smiling to the crowd, it it at times can seem like a mask. Uh, You know, what are some of the bad things or bad times that you have while being in the circus? I'm going to guess that it's, I mean, if if, if you've been in it for a very long time, it's a very different life for most people. You can compare it a lot to high school. Really? The, the mentality that people carry. Um, a lot of fakeness in the circus and a lot of envy that comes out of uh, pure spite. And it's it's crazy because it all started when I was younger. I started realizing it. Like that I was, since I'm not such a generation of circus performers like they are, yeah. I'm not so into this world, they... They look down on you. You're an outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They treat you like, oh, you don't belong in our world. But I'm, how can you say I don't belong somewhere that I was created in, you know? Like, yeah. But definitely some hard times. Um, the biggest ones are like, since my family isn't on the road with me, I'm by myself. You know, things 
things go wrong at home that you can't necessarily be there for. Uh, I have the the pleasure of working with such great people that I get time off whenever I could go see my family if case of emergency. But yeah, definitely gets tough when you have family issues and mm-hmm. can't be around. You got to do a show. You just got off the phone with your mom or something. You yeah. Got to get out there, man. Showtime. Yeah. Showtime. So, I mean, how do you even do that? Like you're alone? Like there's no other family members with you in this circus. How long have you been doing that? I've been by myself for like four years now. Four years. So since you were 18, you've been by yeah. yourself. What made you decide to go solo and leave your family home? I knew I was a heavy burden on them being home because I'm not the easiest person to work with. Like I definitely have my <laughs> my issues. And without any anything to keep my mind busy, like practicing in the circus or doing trapeze or whatever it may be, I tend to go into uh, dark areas yeah. and I explore like the bad things in life. So yeah. I'll be, I was living in Vegas for a while. We got off the circus and that was the first time I stayed in the city mm-hmm. my whole life. And I, I definitely got a little bad. I, I was mixed in with the wrong crowd and I knew I couldn't stay there. So my friend gave me a way out and it was with his family circus. Oh, for, and that's how. Got to come out to Miami. I broke my leg second day performing. <laughs> And they kept me on the show and still gave me my paycheck. That's why I really... No, that's uh, nice of them. Yeah, I respect the company. I work for their amazing people. And that's this one? Yeah. Wow. Broke your leg the second day. And I still got paid. And they still kept me in Miami. They still kept you in Miami. Damn. And that's where it all started. (laughs) The partying with a broken leg. The partying with the broken leg. Damn. What... No, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, like knowing this, you know, knowing Max is like always alone and everything. And anytime I get the chance to go, go see him or, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why he's here right now, you know, like, um, he was, he was on Long Island, New York for a little while and, you know, that's my hometown. So I was able to go there for, I mean, what was it? It was probably like two weeks. I was able to spend there and, you know, so you really, the thing is with, with his lifestyle, you know, I don't. I don't really get to see him much and we are really, really close, but he's never in one place. So anytime he's anywhere near somewhere that I can, you know, go see him, yeah, I really value sure that time. Yeah. And him. you know, that's why he's here right now. He's, he's in a town in, in New York. The, the circus yeah. is currently in a town in upstate New York. And, uh, you know, he has a few days off. He's only working weekends. And so I was like, all right, let's get you out to Boston, you know? <laughs> Um, because it definitely, you know, like I've seen the conditions that, uh, he lives in, in the circus. Like what, what are the conditions? I mean, I guess I'll let, I'll let him speak on that. Well, as of, as of now, it got a little better, but, um, some people have, there's a lot of different jobs in the circus and performers. There's two different working classes. There's performers and, and like prop crew you could say and the prop crew are more of people that they're not very you know elegant in the ring or it just never worked out for them so all they could do is really if they want to be in the circus which they usually have no education to go anywhere else they either sell concessions or move props in the ring or scoop the animal shit Mm -hmm. that um that just is around because we have so many animals and they are they're a little on the dirty side so when when you put people like that living with performers that are normal people that stay high, like keep their hygiene nice. And yeah. we, you know, we, we have to look good. We wear makeup and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, it just, those two worlds don't mix. And 
as of recently got better, but when unfortunately when he came and saw me, I was in a shit show. Like I left, I wasn't even staying there. I was staying with my other cousins on the island because my family's around. Why not stay with them? Going through a hard time. So I stayed with them, but every time I came back to this trailer, it just got worse and worse. These motherfuckers, I don't know if they don't close their mouth when they brush their teeth or if they gag too much by brushing their tongue, they're spitting it back up. But the whole mirror upstairs was covered in toothpaste, man. And the sink too. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh. And damn. With the trailer, you have to empty out the gray water, which is your shower yeah, water. Yeah. And then like mm-hmm. you have a shit tank because there's a toilet in there. But they would never, man. They just and I I don't get it because they live in the circus their whole life. Like they should know this. It's like it's common sense for us circus people, but they just couldn't grasp the idea of it, I guess. Are, are or, they like not mentally capable to to know that or do they just choose to live dirty? There's definitely a a language barrier because I can't really speak to them. They speak, uh, most of them are from different countries, so they speak different languages. But I don't know. I don't think it's a, a mental issue. I, I It might be out of spite. You know, maybe they don't like me, so they'll, they'll, they'll fuck my shit a little bit more, you know. Laziness. laziness a lot of laziness. They, they don't like doing much. They just hang around all day. Most of them are alcoholics. Um, yeah, I mean, when I, would, when I went to visit him, like, there was almost always a terrible smell of like sewage like human waste like yeah. i mean the obviously the mixture of like urine and feces like it was just it like shit it, it, yeah it smelled that. bad it smelled bad to the point where like i would be like gagging and i and this is like you know you'd smell it outside of the trailer you'd smell it in the trailer and it was oh, just like God. i mean i i i wouldn't have been able to handle it you know and so like like I was saying before, like obviously, me and him are super close, and I love spending time with him, and I want to, have, you know, spend as much time with him as possible. But part of the reason also that like I wanted to bring him here when he had time off was so that he wouldn't have to live like that for a for few days, you know, like he could get out of there for a few days. God damn! I definitely got it straightened up though. Now, like I went back and yeah. I, I talked to my employers because I'm not gonna fight with these guys, you know. Like I don't want to get physical. That's that's never the right approach. So I just went to my management in the circus, which isn't really much. It's just like a family. It's a family yeah, show. It's, it's a family. Yeah. And they, I'm like their kid. They they consider me one of their own. So I just walk <laughs> up to them. I'm like, yo, like you got to tell these guys something because I'm freaking out. <laughs> so dirty. But, um, you know, funny thing about that shit tank, it broke when we got to the lot. Um, it broke. Yeah. It I, broke. So I drive this 40-foot trailer, truck and trailer. And as soon as we got to the lot, just I parked the truck in the trailer and I got out. All of a sudden... This shit tank underneath the trailer just falls out. Oh my God. I told these guys for like two weeks, I'm like, you gotta empty it. But nothing ever happened. And the so. tank just fell. Yeah, it just fell out. So now oh they can't God. use the restroom in there, so it definitely smells a lot nicer. <laughs> 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 so we're doing a little better. We're on the up and ups. We're doing, you know what? We're on the up and up. We're on the up and up. Okay. Yeah, and uh, what, what he was saying about, about the family, like, I just like giving my perspective on these things because I see it as an outsider's perspective, you know. Yeah. And I actually like, like I said, I had I had the um, the chance to spend a lot of time around, you know, seeing the shows and also a ton of time around the people. Um, and to the point where you know I'm I'm gonna go see his show in a few weeks uh, in another town in New York, and they're talking about putting me in the show, which is gonna be awesome if that actually happens. But. Um, <laughs> It really, truly does feel like like a big family, you know. Like I, yeah. I had the opportunity to, you know, one of the last days Max was there um, before he was going to the next town, and I was going back to Boston. 
Um, they had like a birthday dinner for one of the kids and it was the entire circus, you know, everyone on the circus, the performers, the workers, um, all at the, you know, a big dinner at Applebee's and, you know, I show up and I'm not in the circus, you know, I mean, I had spent time around, you know, a bunch of them over the past week or two and Mm -hmm. gotten to know a bunch of them. But like, even I felt like a part of the family in a sense, you know, everyone's super friendly and everyone's like pretty welcoming. Um, and so, you know, you kind of do see like how tight knit it is, especially, um, because I feel like, I don't know, it's a smaller show and I think, I I don't really know enough. Define smaller. How many people is that? Um, it's not in numbers, but in the the management, like um, other shows, they'll have the main person that owns it, usually an older generation of a circus performer, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they they'll hire like outside sources to like promote and everything. But with the show that I'm on, it's really just all family, mm-hmm. like from from the owners of the show to the concession bosses to the promoters. Like I promote for we do everything ourselves because we're it's a family show. Like wow. it's it's just us. So like. And I've been through thick and thin with them. Like when I was on the show, like we had some rough times and then we got better and it's getting better now. Hopefully they'll open up another unit. And Yeah. Like when you say rough times, rough times and like what you'll just fight with people because you're just together all the time or rough there's times. Def- there's like- definitely um, issues like that. People butt heads. Yeah. I butt heads yeah. with a lot of them. I mean, I'm going to guess what. Or do you mean rough times like COVID? Rough times like COVID, rough times like, you know, sometimes... <clears throat> We'll book a date, but nobody shows up for the show. Define nobody. Nobody. Like nobody. Like nobody. Like There's no, like not like, even one person comes to see the show. Like not even one person will come to see the show. Yeah, so that whole that whole week we were supposed to work gets canceled. Then we have to we and we already had a week off after that. Like sometimes we don't work for a couple months and it's rough. Like but they always stuck together and I always have dinner with them so they make sure, you know, damn nobody's ever struggling. How how many people come to the average show? Um, depends. When we do our little tent dates, it's about like a thousand, close to a thousand people we can fit inside the little tent. But when we do our big arena dates, like we'll play, say, arena like Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And we'll put a three ring show in there. Yeah. Our outcome, if it's a good night, we'd like to have like 1,500 people to 2,000. Wow. We had that before. Before COVID started, man, it was amazing. Our shows used to be roaring. You feel like a, like a star when you're out there, man. The energy in the room just... It's unbeatable when you're yeah. you're in the middle of all these people. Mm-hmm. They're clapping for you after you just did mm-hmm. something you really put your all into. Mm-hmm. God damn. Okay, so uh, I guess then though, whenever you're, I, I guess around, you mentioned you were in Miami, not at Madison Square Garden, around upstate New York. How, what determines where you go? Like, do you are you like oh every year we're gonna like repeat and. Every October, we're in Madison Square Garden. Or... There's definitely those dates that we're like, oh, every year we're going to repeat. And you already know that town. Every time we go, there's going to be lit. It's like being a rock star. Yeah. You have your groupies in certain towns. so like, No way. There's say, circus groupies. Say Toledo, Ohio. I have this badass chick. She just bought me a tapestry and everything. Like really? We always go out to the bars. Like we, Bro, bar fights and everything because people hate the circus people when we come into town. We steal all the girls. Like <laughs> it is, it, people hate us, man. And like there's definitely those towns that we go to across America. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, when we go here, we're going to go ape shit. We already know what bar we're going to hit. We already know what club. We like, we know everybody there. Like it's pretty cool. And they remember us because we come every year. And it's been like four years now, and I every time I go to these towns, people love me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but it's definitely it's a draining lifestyle man when you party so much like yeah we we party like a rock star man i mean how do circus people party do they party like regular people do they party like rock stars or are they just their whole different beast we're definitely a little more than regular people i would say (laughs) we go bananas i would say the older generation of circus performers like the the trumpet player we have on the show he definitely was a little bit more of a we call it a rager than i was how old is older He's 77 oh, God. as of today. And he still... And he still does crazy shit. Like, I've I've witnessed this man eat mushrooms, and he, like, I, he is an animal. And he's still going. He's 77. He eats green chicken wings. Like, he's fine. Like, bro's doing good. <laughs> but, yeah, circus people, man, we party, like, especially, like, we'll have a, a little kid's birthday party. Yeah. Kid be turning two, right? This just yeah. happened, like, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. That was the video I showed you of the, the, the man on the floor. Oh, my God. Okay, so f- <clears throat> for you guys, obviously, you, you didn't see that video. It is this, uh, it, it was the clown, right? Yes. He was just lying on the floor, uh, you know, passed out. Completely trashed. After, yeah, completely trashed after he'd thrown up. There's another person rolling down, and I guess a skateboard down the ramp, and Right above him, there's a dude juggling like seven balls, like super fast all at once in some intricate pattern. And mind you, absolutely everyone in this whole fucking jumble of fuckness is absolutely drunk out of their minds. Absolutely drunk out of their minds. High drunk, you know, maybe a little mushrooms. Maybe a little mushrooms here and there, you know. You know, that's the new thing in the circus. It's a new thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Um... Tell me, what are some of, what are some of these like, these like hilarious stories? Do you have any being in the being in the circus? <laughs> Does he have any? <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement, my friend. I mean, like you, you you're dealing with, you know, very eccentric people. And um, we you got to remember we're around these people all the time. And you're around these people all the time. When we do our tours, like our big arena tours, mm-hmm. it's about like. 20 performers. Yeah. And we all get along for the most part. Uh-huh. And on a good season, there's a lot of showgirls, and showgirls like to party, so we'll go out. There's this certain town in uh, Georgia. It's called Marietta. And when, every time we play this town, there's this mm-hmm. guy that shows up with moonshine. Uh-huh. And he always gets the party started. And he always gets the party started. We start drinking moonshine with the showgirls. Next thing you know, we're wearing the showgirls' outfits. They're wearing our outfits for the uh-huh. show, which is uh-huh. like the funniest thing you might ever see in your life. <laughs> like these skinny, scrawny men and mm. these sh- <laughs> in span. Like uh, we're already wearing spandex, but it's a little, it's a little more when you're, when you're in the ladies' outfits. It's hairy. It's hairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, um, if you want to know about funny stories, we have. Hilarious ones from the from the sex stories to the ones where we just fuck up in the ring so bad. You know what? Let's go from like PG all the way to R. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll start out with this hilarious one. It also Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. One of the best states and cities in America. Really? I've never been. Ohio is awesome and Toledo is lit. Okay. Okay. So I'm running out for the act, right? We all run out. Once the curtain opens, boom, like five, ten guys, no, five, seven guys. We run out of the curtain doing flips, whatever, cartwheels. 
I can't really tumble on the ground. All I can do is a cartwheel. If I told you I fucked up a cartwheel so bad, I, I knocked myself out. Would you believe me? <laughs> Bro, as soon as the curtain opens, boom. Three of my homies run out. They do, you know, round off, back tuck. And I'm like, watch this. I run out. I do my cartwheel. But I jump at the end and the carpet slips. So my feet go right above my head. <laughs> and I land face first into concrete chin. Boom. Knocked out. <laughs> I'm out cold for at least like a minute. The other two guys or three guys behind me, they jump over my lifeless body to get to the trampoline because it's showtime. The show must go on. If you get knocked out on stage, you're staying there till you wake up. It is is a is a brutal lifestyle. God damn. How do you how do you play it off when you when you got this up? is this is how you play it off. You get up, so I was rocked, right? Yeah. Completely rocked. Yeah. My socks are off. So I realized what the fuck just happened. I'm like, man, that's really embarrassing. So I stand up. And I knocked myself out in camel shit. Like my face was covered in camel shit because oh that's just a circus, man. There's, there's animals, feces everywhere. So I wipe it off my face and I'm very delusional. I run to the trampoline. <laughs> I get on it. I get one back tuck in and I regain consciousness a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm in the act. And I start climbing this wall. It's like a trampoline next to a wall. So we have to yeah. jump up to the top. Yeah. I get to the top and I'm like, okay, I'm back. Like I'm fine. Nothing really happened. I just knocked myself out. I'm a dumbass. I'm on top of the wall. I'm looking down. These guys slipping on the trampoline. I start seeing red dots appear on their bodies. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm fucked up. I might have, like, done some damage to my brain. And as I'm looking, the guy's screaming at me as he's jumping. And these red dots are appearing on him like chicken pox. He's like, your chin. Your chin. I'm like, what? I touched my chin. I'm leaking, bro. My whole face is red. I'm covered <laughs> in camel shit. And I'm still performing. I'm like, bro, I got to get out of here. Another five minutes goes past, and we finish the act. I finally get backstage, and they had to rush me to the hospital because I had a concussion from that, <laughs> and I had an open wound covered in camel shit. It was awful. <laughs> okay, um, let's go to uh, <clears throat> let's go to a PG. I just want to appreciate the fact that like. Just casually, like camel shit, you know. Like I just, I think that's that's just that even sucks. adds to it. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not like dog shit, horse shit, whatever. It, like this it's is camel. It's camel, camel shit. shit. You know, this is an exotic animal. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think that's that even adds Speaking to it. Speaking about animals, starting it off at PG thirteen. Okay. So we have the working class men in the circus. They're the ones we call them gazunis. Gazunis, in particular, they are the ones that scoop. The horse shit. And they tend to the horses. They stay around them all night. Yeah. If they get out, they have to catch them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, one night in particular, um, you hear the horses, man. They're screaming. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you never heard. Uh, not horses, pardon me. Ponies. We had a bunch of ponies. They do like a let the kids ride, whatever. Yeah. But the ponies are screaming. It's the middle of the night. Like, like something's bad. Like, maybe a coyote got them or something. So we're, we're like, what the fuck? We go inside to the little animal tent where all the horses are, the camels, the elephants. And we look back by the ponies. And if I told you that the working guy had the pony choked up and he's behind it just giving it back shots, bro. Wait, back shots is in? As like, in bestiality, my oh, friend. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. That, was, that was not a PG-13 story. That is PG-13. Mm. That was not a PG-13 story. Dude, what? It was, it was one of the most horrific sights I've witnessed. Why 
Why? You saw this firsthand, like like you saw it with your I, own eyes. Why I was I was unfortunate enough to walk in the tent with the with some with some people that were concerned for the horses, and why? Yeah. Because the especially fuck? the gazunis in the circus, they're the ones that scoop up shit. They usually are mentally not there. Mentally they're not there, or drug addicts to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it really is about them, but it happens a lot more than you think. Like what the ponies. That often? <laughs> the goats, you know, we got goats. Oh, they got, they got the goats. Oh, yeah, of course, the goats too. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. Um, it is. It is reckless, man. You you see some weird shit on the circus. So, like, what did you do when you saw that? Um, well, they took. They, there's a video. They oh, got a video of this shit. There's it a is, video. It's priceless. And um, yeah. So there's not much you can do. You tell them, hey, fuck off. Then That's one of those stories that like I hear some of these stories and I don't believe them until either A, there's video or photographic proof or B, I, I speak to someone else that was there that confirms. Like Max will tell me stories and I'm like, I don't know. Like, like I'll just like kind of write him off because it's just such a crazy story that yeah. I don't really fully believe it. <laughs> and then like I'll go like talk to some other people in the show, and they'll like be like, "Oh yeah, I remember oh, when yeah, that happened." Totally. And I'm like, yeah, totally "What? Like before. so that yeah. did happen?" So that's that's definitely one of the stories. That I'm just like, "Okay." Man, um, sometimes I I can't even believe they're happening as I'm as I'm there. You know, like they, I get such movie esque scenes in my life that it's just like, "What is going on?" Okay. And I'm so high usually I don't even know if it's real. Like, oh my god. But yet it is because everyone else saw it. Yeah, then I get the video later. I'm like, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, I wasn't yeah, hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't high. I'm like, I saw that. Okay, so it kind of scares me thinking that this was your PG-13 story. It was PG. It's like you just run into it. It's like, it's kind of, it was it was a little bit of comedic relief, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no animals are dying. It's just a fucking. Did the horse like it? That's a. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they were was, apparently I screaming. I don't know if that but was like, uh, was consensual like, or not. I don't <laughs> know if you asked for consent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, oh no. Like, no, I don't think I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking like, I just, I don't know what would, how I'd react if I saw that in real life, but there's definitely other things that we see that are more like mind boggling. Yeah. 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 Somebody getting hurt really bad. Oh, you know, like that, that's worse than seeing somebody fuck a horse, like seeing somebody get really fucked up during like an act. Like what, like break their neck or something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, fall from a very high place onto like the floor. It's oh my like, God. Yeah. Like seeing stuff like that really rocks your world. Does that happen often? Um, people, people make mistakes. Like how often you know? do they make a mistake? Like, is, is that like, is that like a once a year thing? Not too often, but, um, more than once a year, not for our show in particular, but like in in the whole of the circus world like people get messed up oh, I, sure. I have a lot of good friends that have kind of messed up last year like like when you say messed up like what like almost died my one friend he fell off a wheel which is this big metal contraption that just keeps on spinning in a circle yeah we call it the wheel of death yeah and he's on top of it he's maybe like 30 feet in the air and he misses his footing i don't know what happened he might have been intoxicated i'm not going to put it past him i'm not going to put it on him but he fell off and there's this video online i'll show you later it is horrendous man like there's nothing you could do when you're floating in space like that. Yeah, you know, and it happens a lot. Like in my my profession, trapeze. Like there's a lot of we have yeah. a net. Thank God, I'm not yeah. hitting the floor, but that net could be rough sometimes. Like, does the net not catch you sometimes? No, it'll always catch you. It'll always be there. But uh, sometimes, if you land on your neck, 
<laughs> it's not gonna help. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of these acts, like I mean, I'm thinking like of one specifically too that I just saw with where the um he stacks the chairs up and balances on top of them and he's pretty high in the air and like all these acts, there's no there's yeah. no like yeah, there's no I mean that there literally the floor is just cement. Like there's no padding on the floor during this act. Um there's no strings attached or anything like there's literally no safety it's like if they mess up if they fall they're getting either seriously injured or they're dying like there's you know the straps there's uh, when max does straps like there's he's not attached to anything besides just him himself holding holding himself up and he goes high up in the air you know he's swinging around like if he were to fall there's no there's no padding on the ground you know it's just yeah you know you really can't mess up you know damn there's no room for error but circus people are a different breed, man. Circus people, but circus people are a different we breed. We take beatings like no other. It's crazy. <laughs> Why don't you tell me one of those R-rated stories? Oof. We're going to have to take you back to Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, Georgia. The moonshine capital. Moonshine capital For of the For the circus United people, States. man. For White lightning. People. White lightning? Woo! So, it all started... Uh, one day when I'm performing straps, you know, the the act he was just talking about where it's just me in there. Yeah. Usually when I perform this, I'm shirtless with just some nice jeans on. That's rhinestones. Hot. Yeah. It's very erotic. Very and erotic. I'm, I'm surrounded by women when I'm performing. They're all doing like these other acts, but they're all pointing towards me. So I am essentially the star when you're watching me. I can really grasp your attention and really make you feel like I'm something that's spectacular. Just by the way I present myself, it may I may not be doing the hardest tricks that are on this equipment, but I'll make it look like holy shit, this guy's like, you know, I, I give the crazy image off. So it, yeah, I'm finishing my act and I just did some crazy shit, like and my muscles are pumping, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get off and I look into the audience and I hear these two screams that sound a little bit more, you know, a little bit more ticklish than the others. And I looked over and I see these two girls in the audience just like going crazy, right? So I finish my act and I style. I make sure to look at them. I point. The point is everything. The point. Yeah, I even you lose style. it when he points at me. Oh, I do it all the time. The, the, style. the style. Chest up, head up. Don't even look at them until you point. Then you point. Boom. You're putting on a show. Wink. Ooh, guys, you did not even see that shit was, that wink was so clean. That and then you so don't even clean. pay attention to them. And you grab another broad and you dip her in your act. Boom. Style, you get out of there. After the show is game time. So after the show, you have to get dressed so quick and wipe the sweat off your forehead or leave it on. They might like that. But <laughs> you have to run out there and find the girls that you just winked at and try to... Cool. Before they leave. Before they leave, yeah. Because oh. it's, you know, like the fair is closing if we're working a fair or if the show is the show's over, they get the fuck out of there. I was able to catch them before they left and we invite them over that night. And this is where it gets fucking R-rated. <laughs> this is where it gets fucking R-rated. Pardon my French. Um, I don't think I, I don't think that really is going to do anything with what you're about to talk about. So we get them in the trailer. Um, we're in the show that we put on for them. We did a couple different acts. We did Trapeze, which is a spectacle all in itself when you see somebody flying the trapeze it's really like um a superstar almost if they do it elegantly like it just 
blows you away. Yeah. And then we're doing like Tramp Wall and we're doing other things. So we're like, we're out there all the time. We're stars in this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking with the girls in the trailer. We get them in. We're pouring up the crown. Had crown, crown apple. Crown apple gets the party started. Crown apple, okay. I remember Pouring that. it up, you know, everything's going good. There's these two girls and it's me and my best friend. My best friend says, hey, Max, you're moving a little slow there, Garfield. I'm like, what? Why are you calling me Garfield? He's like, because you're acting like a pussy. And then right after he said that, he took the one girl into the back room and just started doing his thing. So I'm like, okay. Now, mind you, the back room's my room in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you're going to take a girl into my room, I'm going to take a girl up into your room. So I go up into the upstairs and I, take, I get the big bed. And so I got the girl up there. And it starts off, you know, calm, like normal hookup stuff. You kiss in and then... It gets down to sucking dick, but then like you pouring Crown Royal on your dick as she's sucking it, like, <laughs> and she's getting like we just get like we get party mode, like people get drunk and like we go crazy. So ends up, you know, after sucking dick, girls want to have a little sex, you know. So we start having a little fun, and we're in there with party and whatever. And my homeboy's already doing his thing in the back. When you fuck in a trailer, let me tell you, there's no hiding it. It's not like fucking in the house. If you fucked in a house that was like a trailer, you'd be shaking the whole thing. Like, you can't secretly fuck. So when we're both fucking, the whole trailer's moving. Everybody outside that lives here looks at the trailer like, damn, oh yeah, they're fucking, I'm going there. Yeah. So we're having sex, and when we have sex, and it's like almost an orgy, because it's not a complete orgy yet, you're in separate rooms. But when you have sex like that, it's a competition, you know? It's like, I'm not going to finish having sex before you, because then the girl's going to want to fuck you. You're going to have both bitches next time. Part of my friends don't mean to call ladies bitches, but no, no, she's not. I hear, I hear, I hear it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we start getting down to it, and he finishes before me. So I laugh, I give a little chuckle from upstairs. I felt him not fucking anymore. I'm like, ha. And he, <laughs> I hear him downstairs. He's talking with the girl, whatever, like making an excuse. Oh, sorry, you know, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what was going on down there. All I know is that he stopped fucking, he came, he climaxed, whatever, and I'm still having sex upstairs. But as I'm having sex, I hear the door open. Our other homie walks in. He's like, oh, it's a party. And my friend said, hey, I just came, you know. I can't give her what she wants. Can you finish her for me? It's like battling a boss in a video game. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, can you finish her up, man? She will ass. So he's like, all right, I got you. He tags in. Wow. <laughs> Homie goes over there, he's starting to get freaky. He starts making out with the girl, you know? And I'm upstairs just doing my thing. Plop, 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 backstrokes all day. As I'm fucking this girl upstairs, I hear this sound I'll never get out of my head. It's more, it's like a, like a, a realization of, of horror. I hear, oh, oh, fuck, no, no. And I'm upstairs, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then I hear my best friend, he's laughing his ass off. Whatever, he's laughing his fucking ass off. And at that time, I get curious. I stop having sex. I walk downstairs. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, bro, this guy just licked my fucking nut off this girl's titties, bro. (laughs) When I tell you I got an instant non-boner, I don't know. It's like a Viagra, but in reverse, dude. When you hear something so funny, dude, (laughs) like, it put me down so quick. But moral of the story, he... Didn't let that phase him. He shrugged it off and finished it off like a... Like a champ. Like a champ. You know, he's a... As you do. He's a soldier. 
but that's definitely one of the R-rated ones. We've had we've had so many like I've definitely fucked outside right in front of some trailers like yeah yeah some, as you do as you do yeah. as you do. Now, there's like are orgies like a like a common thing in the circus? If you're cool, if you're cool. So I'm guessing you're pretty cool. I mean, I think you just you also have to like take into account that like they live in trailers and like there's a lot of people like. For example, like we live in apartments where we each have our own bedroom and yeah, there's yeah. plenty of space between the yeah. bedrooms, thick walls, like, you know, not it's not apartment. like there's not interaction when things like that happen, You're you know, between see me people. naked going I mean, to get juice, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you lived in the same apartment complex I did last year. Those walls were not, were not yeah, thick. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, <laughs> there's definitely more separation, you yeah. know? Fair. It's like but if you like, lived in that apartment but you only had a bed and then the, the living room was the size of your bed. You know what? In a way, as funny as it is, that almost sounds nicer. That almost sounds pr- pretty cool. I mean, I'll tell you what. I you definitely get close with people. Oh, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a huge factor, too, is that yeah. you just become so close. I mean, like, the thing is, is, you know, they, they're in these shows, and, like, when I went to see them, like, after the show, I'd go watch the show. I'd yeah. go meet Max in yeah. his trailer, and they're just, like, all changing in the same area. Like, they're Trevor just so has, comfortable. Yeah, I've, so I've comfortable. seen Max in a thong. Yeah, yeah, Trevor has impeccable timing when it comes to this changing bullshit. Damn, yeah. <laughs> every, time he, every time I finish my show, he, like, waits at least five minutes until I'm fully undressed, but still in my work thong. You're, why do you have a work thong? Um, I wear spandex. Oh. So, the circus is an interesting place, because... There's a lot of people that um, are hard asses in the circus. You know, they're 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 tough guys. You know, very aggressive. They like to go to bars and fight and all this and that. How can you be such a tough guy? But every fucking day, every time we go to work, you have to put on a thong, <laughs> and you have to put on these fucking tights, and you have to perform for these people. But then at night, you act so tough. What if I told everybody you had a thong? You wore a thong and you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but like I've, I've, yeah, oh I've walked God. in on this many times. How does it like, look? How do I look from the back with the thong on? I just, you know. I pre- what are your thoughts, Trevor? Does he have anything back there? I prefer not to comment. Okay. <laughs> you know. I f- do you think he got something back there? I feel like I got a little dump in the trunk. Got a little dumpy? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a you know, muscular, all, muscular looking guy. I'm all for the guy. muscular guys, you know? I'm all for it. I'm but for it. <laughs> the thing is, is that <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 change around each other a bunch. They're yeah, very very comfortable no, like, with each other. It's being comfortable. So. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm not sure if you feel this, but I once went to a nude beach. Oh, actually. I've been to plenty. I've been yeah, I've been twice. Uh, obviously, right? Because I the first time I'd never done before. I'm with my friends. It's like any, it's weird. But you know, we count to three. One, two, three. And then after like three minutes, it just goes away. And you realize we're just like, we're just like meat sacks. Like it's Animal Planet. Like why do we care so much? Yes. That's how the circus is. There's like, um, there's this weird human animal connection there because everybody's fucking naked. Oh, really? Like Everybody's naked like, all the time. Like with the dude in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a yeah. human Sometimes animal connection. it's a really strong connection that they, they, requires. They talk to each other. Yeah, they, yeah. And sometimes the ponies say, fuck me. <laughs> it's not the case. <laughs> no, but... So there was consent? No. <laughs> so there was consent. <laughs> so there was consent. 
No, uh, disclaimer, consent uh, needs to be an enthusiastic yes. Okay, I just want to put that out there. And a, and a nay does not count. Nay! <laughs> oh, Abby would have loved that one. <laughs> We're going to have to Oh my gosh. Okay, so... I'm sorry. I yeah, interrupted you. The the nude beach the and nude all beach. that, like how you're you're saying we all are meat sacks. We all understand that in the circus from a very young age because we're performers. Like they're, I don't know if I should say that. Like, bro, like the dress room, the guys' dress room, we're yeah. all fucking naked because we all got cues. Like we just get naked. Like yeah, everybody sees dick and balls. Like it's nothing. Like doesn't matter. Like yeah. we're all humans. Like yeah. at the end of the day, but sometimes like. Bro, kids learn from a young age there because kids stay in the dress room all the time. Like, yeah. And like young kids, like this little boy on the show, he's like four years old, right? Yeah. But he's smart. Like, yeah. he always like, Mom, I want to stay with you in the girls' dress room. <laughs> Why do you think he's in the girls' dress room? Every time the girls go in the dress room, they get butt ass naked, bro. This little four year old is a genius, bro. He's a genius. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, Dicks are dicks, pussies are pussies. Like we even change. Sometimes the girls change with the guys. Like sometimes it's like that, and we have to change. Like, and you, we all work with each other, so it's like nothing we haven't really seen before because we're all yeah. naked pretty much and on the, stage. And the whole, like you said, the whole circus is family. Oh, <laughs> you want to know about family? <laughs> so the circus is, like I said before, like a high school. In yeah. high school, everybody fucked each other, right? But everyone's. I've head. never been to a high school. I've never attended because i've been on the road yeah but i would imagine from what i heard everybody fucks each other in high school same thing in the circus everybody fucks each other i would compare it i would compare more more to college a little bit in in that sense Uh, okay i guess it i guess it goes on depends if you went to a fun high school i i I didn't not like euphoria but the circus is euphoria the circus is euphoria (laughs) with a little bit more it is bro there's no like exclusion to who gets fucked like some there's a lot of uh, incest that goes on in the circus, yeah. especially in one one show in particular, which yeah. I, I won't name because we have beef with them currently. So you you, you can't mention the circus that is having incestual relationships. It's incestual relationships for generations. Like it's oh. it is like a weird oh, uh, royal family of Britain type of vibe. Like, like keep it in the family. Like have you ever heard of the Habsburg jaw? Ooh, I'm gonna be looking out for it. What is okay. that? Okay, so okay, so um, well, this isn't really something that it you know exists in each family, but there was this I want to say Spanish monarchy, and after like generations and generations of trying to you know keep their bloodline pure, they would keep inbreeding. Like, and it got so bad, right? It got to the point that um, this 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 dude, his grandfather, no, no. No, no, this guy, like, like, was it fucked his granddaughter, right? Awful, right, right? <laughs> um, but they, they would just do shit like that. Up And this royal family developed this thing called the Habsburg jaw, where it was like this disgustingly long jaw that had been building from like generations and generations. Like a incest. mega overbite. It's like a mega, mega overbite. And the, the lineage just died because this one dude like... Like evolution was like, nah, I'm done. And they just chose and like he he couldn't have kids. He was deformed. He could barely walk. But a a telltale sign of incestuous family relationships is if they all have one very unique feature that like isn't normal. 
it could be anything from like a big ear to like like, like an overbite or a really weirdly shaped nose. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. <laughs> it, the thing with the circus is uh, it's it's like living in a small town, but a small town across the world. So okay. everybody in the circus knows each other. Yeah, absolutely everybody. It's like th- there's not that many people, but they, it's like that many people at the same time. Yeah, even across shows, across shows, across countries, yeah. like everybody knows each other. Really, which doesn't limit the amount of fucking that goes on. Like it is crazy. Like people, everybody fucked everybody in the circus, pretty much. That's why there's no. If you date somebody from the circus, you have to be okay with running into somebody that they fucked, and they'll they talk shit about it all the time. Like, when, when you're not around, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was fucking his wife, blah, blah, blah. Like, a lot of dirty shit, but everybody's so pussy, like, nobody ever confronts each other. Like, yeah, it, it is a a doozy. It's a doozy. So, how many in your circus have you fucked? On this show? Currently, nobody that's on the show, because it's all family members. Yeah. And they all have kids right now. I don't like to... Fuck people's wives. Do people do that often? All the time. Okay. A lot of swingers. But if it's consensual, it's okay, don't you think? It's not really. It's oh. like swingers on accident. Because wow. they, they both cheat, but they kind of know. And it's like, uh, but it's never really talked through. Oh, okay. So like, they both cheat, but they both pre- think that, the, no, they both pretend that the other one hasn't cheated and they act like they haven't cheated. Yeah, yeah. they just push it off to the side, you know? Ah, like, I see. Don't really confront them. But everyone really knows. Yeah, it's it's spectacular the amount of cheating that goes on. Wow. Um and I could I'm I'm grateful that my dad was one of the many like one of the few people that I know in the circus has never cheated and he instilled that into me, you know, not to be uh such a shitty man, you know, like yeah. what's one little piece of pussy going to really do for you like yeah. you really need it that bad like stop being SpongeBob with the water, bro. Like you don't need it. <laughs> you know? That's a, that's a you one. don't need it, bro. Stop being SpongeBob with the water. You don't need. Yeah, it. I mean, I to comment on that. Like, I, I would say that, like, on the surface, me and Max are like extremely different people. You know, like we have very, we grew up very differently. Like, we have different. I mean, we have similar personality traits, but like very, very different life experiences, and you know, very different paths that we're going down in life. Um, but. I think we have like the same heart, which is like, I think, you know, it comes from like the family. It comes from his dad. I, you know, look up to his dad as one of my biggest role models in my life. You know, obviously I look up to my dad as well and my parents, but, um, you know, his dad is such a, such a great, great person, like a a great guy. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I think like it definitely says something about like the type of person that, you know, Max's and you know and just we we are super super close and there's definitely a reason for it um but like on the surface you know you wouldn't expect it because we're we're just yeah. so different but we definitely yeah. like deep down are very yeah. similar both have the same nose I do have to give you that that might be an insult to you Max I'm sorry ooh <laughs> ooh <laughs> Oof. hey I'm talking to you too because you also got the nose no I know but well, I, know I broke my, my nose, nose. So if I oh, didn't yeah. break it, I would have looked phenomenal. But do you think so? Nah, I look great <laughs> regardless. No, <laughs> nah, you sexy, bro. Bro, thank you. I really appreciate that. No, I have no. some doubts sometimes. You know what? It, look, worst case scenario, just be funny, just be confident. Because yeah. Because you know what? As a guy, all you need is that. I mean, look, I'm not look. 
no disrespect to some guys walking down the street, but like I will see some guys and I will just be like, what the heck do you have? Because she's out there, beautiful, and you're you. Oh, man. You know? I, I just, felt so bad. I did that to Mitch. No. <laughs> you have a girlfriend? I said, you had a girl? You got a girlfriend? Okay, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying, man. <laughs> Listen, there's some, like, I'm single, and I've been single for a while, um, by choice and not by choice. Like, I was dating. My last relationship was with this Jamaican girl, but it had to end because she had to go back to Jamaica, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, but that was a long fucking time ago. But, dude, I don't get it, man. Like, it's odd. How the fuck do these awkward guys and these... It, uh, blows me away, man. I mean, every, everyone everyone has someone out there for them. You know, like, they just... But how, do, how are their girlfriends so hot? I mean, because, you know, it's not all about, like... I've actually, like, in my experience, I've found that... Yes, I've had some pretty hot girlfriends. This is... I'm, listen, this I'm is, very proud. This is going... I'm also like, very proud. Yeah, I've also been friend-zoned by a lot of people. We won't go there. Yeah, we well, know was, what. That gotta, was the first... You gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, no, I think, like, patience is a huge thing, but... And that's kind of, like, I, I, what I've found from, like, one through, you know, person... <laughs> What I found through firsthand experience, you know, in dating, but also just talking to to different girls, it, I think there's a pretty pretty interesting difference in uh, how important looks are to uh, men versus women. Um, and you know, I think there's definitely exceptions out there. Obviously, there's a lot of like girls who think they're all that, and like you know, will only date someone who's like super attractive you know um but i, I like from what from what i've it's like, seen it's like the circus you know no from from what i like from what i've seen and experienced and and heard is you know i think like girls do place a lot more of a focus on personality and just like how people carry themselves and other traits besides looks and um i think that like there's a lot more of you know an attraction that comes from other things besides looks. I completely agree. Actually, a few episodes in the past, I covered this in a recent uh, in a recent conversation. There's actually, you know, actually, I will send you the link to my last episode where you can listen to my friend Nikki and I discuss this exact topic. Trevor's actually exactly right. Uh, men are a lot more superficial in that we tend to look to see what's healthy because biologically there isn't much commitment to a sexual experience. Versus women who are a lot more picky. They want someone with status, with resources. Yes. Uh, because, you know, when they do the deed, you know, but, uh, evolutionarily, that, that, that is a 15-month, no, 15-year commitment at the very least. You know, because you got the nine months and you got the 14 years, plus or minus four. But, yeah. Um, but back to you. We've been going on for about an hour, so... There any is there is there anything closing you would like to talk about in terms of being at the circus, and or just who you are as a person? Because you know there's you know the guy on the stage, and then there's you. There's stuff definitely right there. there's definitely two sides to me. It is the the guy on the stage and the the guy in the dark. You know, it's um sometimes it gets rough, man. But you just got to keep your head up. Don't do too many drugs in the process. Don't do too many drugs. 
I feel like you've been doing pretty okay. Like you sound like a normal, coherent bear person. Ooh, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> uh, dove deep at some points that uh, realistically, some most people shouldn't have returned from. But we, we have a very good mindset in the circus, and we're very strong-minded. Mm-hmm. So nothing will really overcome us in the end, uh-huh. except for our own, our own selves. Except for your own selves. So, what's next for you? Are you going to be here forever? Are you going to end up like the seven-year-old trumpet player? Ooh, absolutely not. I have uh, I have goals and aspirations. I think some odd in the future, maybe I stop performing, or maybe it just takes me a different direction. But the the lifestyle that I'm on right now is not uh, doesn't have too much longevity to it. It's a fun lifestyle. It's a party, but. At the age of 22, I feel like I'm too old for that now. You know, I've definitely partied most of my good years when I was a little younger than I am, but yeah, it's definitely uh, not catching up, I would say, but it's, you know, it's getting old. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you then? Do you know? Or you're going to figure that out? Yeah. What's next is just find out a way to get financial, financial stability going on and shit, living life, baby. Fuck yeah. Smoking one joint at a time. Fuck yeah. Well, Flying you, high. Well, you know what? I got to say, thank you so much for being on here. This has been amazing. It was a amazing pleasure. Privilege. I, I'd, I'd like to just like say something. Uh, yes. I, I just have to say, I, I'm probably going to get like emotional talking about this because like I, I am like so proud of Max and like what he's doing and how far he's come. I've seen him through you know uh you know obviously we've been close for for a while and i grew up you know we didn't get along super well when we were younger but um we grew up together in a sense you know even though i didn't see him a ton um but i've just seen him through every stage of his life and um i I went to see his show when he came to Massachusetts. Um, and like, I literally w- like was, was crying, like in the stands watching him perform. Like there were tears streaming down my face and I was trying to hide it cause I was with my friends. And like, typically I don't even try to hide myself crying, but I don't know. It was just like, there's just something like so overwhelming about seeing him, do something that I know he does enjoy doing. Obviously there's a lot more to it. And obviously we just talked about it for an hour, but I know that he does love performing and, you know, doing these things and he's just doing so well. And, you know, just, I remember, you know, when he was training trapeze and just starting out and like to see where he is now living on his own, and you know, making his own money, supporting his family back home and, you know, moving up, you know, like I, I have no doubt that he's going to be very successful. And, you know, we always joke about it and he's like, Oh, you're going to be supporting me. And I I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's just fine. He's a natural. And I think, you know, he's definitely going to do something in entertainment. I don't know what, where it may bring him, but I think he's a natural entertainer. And I just like, I can't even express just like how proud I am, you know, because like, I just, I love him a lot. And you know, it, it means a lot to me to see him be where he is right now. Oh, I love that. Try to keep it selfless, man. I'm carrying on a dream that wasn't even mine. You know, carrying mm-hmm. on my parents' legacy for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Gotta keep it pushing. Gotta keep it look pushing. What you, look, what you, look what you make me into, dude. You see me right now? Motherfucker. Hey, man. Listen. When it gets rough, slow it down. Roll the joint. <laughs> and just it all get better. Don't eat mushrooms when you're sad. It'll just amplify do it. Do not do mushrooms when you're sad. I can't even eat mushrooms no more, man. I had one bad trip the other day. I was, saw my whole future. I was like, damn. Yeah, no, uh, as someone who may or may not have done psychedelics, do not do anything when you're sad. That is a great, great ticket to a very bad time. Very, <laughs> very bad time. <laughs> All right, well, uh, is, there anywhere, is there anywhere that these people can find you? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at max underscore Allen, A-L-A-N-N, on Instagram. You could also find me on Facebook, but I don't really be on that. Just come see my <laughs> show, man. Um, we're performing all up in New York, upstate. It's not really a good show. Come yeah. see us in Toledo. Bad. It's going to be popping. And I'll, I'll even possibly be in one of those shows in hey, hey. Uh, upstate New York. So, Well, you know, guys, links will be down in the description below for where you can find them. Uh, but otherwise, thanks for coming to the party. Really appreciate you guys listening. And I'll see you all in the next one. Take care.